Hi, everyone. We are back for another episode today. I'm so excited to be talking to Ash Coombs. She is an amazing female food forest designer, and I am stoked to have her here. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I just wanted to open with a quote from you, actually, Ash, because it's just so relevant to everything we're going to talk about in both of our life passions. It's from your website. It says, thank you, Mother Earth, whose minerals craft our bones, whose waters nourish our blood, whose succulent foliage blesses us with pure oxygen, whose artistry we stand in awe of and mimic in our own creative ways. Thank you for nourishing us. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And I love that quote because it reminds me of how connected we all are to the earth. We're literally composed of the earth and also that we have the option to participate in a, in a life supporting way with this earth that we're literally made of. So when I saw it, I was like, I love this. Thank you so much. That is, um, it's actually a prayer that I use whenever I plant trees. And I'll offer a little bit of sweat or saliva and I'll touch the earth and say that um, because an exercise that I really enjoy giving to people is, you know, think about first, think about your favorite possession. You know, it could be a necklace that your grandmother gave you, or it could be a dress that you love, or, you know, a piece of furniture, and just recognize that all of that came from the primal soil of the earth that's just been transformed. And then also, you know, think about the person that you love the most in this world, and how the earth has crafted their bones, and does nourish them every day, and they spring forth from this beautiful planet and that beauty and vibrancy that we see in the earth that's our very essence you know so it's good to to honor and reflect on that many times a day you know especially in the world where we're just like you know we can we can really doubt ourselves and um, our creativity and our joy you know and wonder why we're here and it's you know looking at the natural world I began to understand, like, we are a part of this. This is our essence, and we're here to create. And why not create beauty with each other, you know? So, yes. Thank you. (laughs) And you are doing exactly that. You have your food forestry business. Is that this? I mean, I'm not even sure how you labeled the structure of it, but it's definitely a business where you (laughs) are, yeah, you're helping to create these expressions of life in the form of food forests on the big island. Can you tell us about what you're doing? Right. Absolutely. So I like to call it a monkey business because for me, it's just like this play, you know, it's just, it's, I feel like a a monkey that just, you know, has opposable thumbs and I'm looking for fruit and I'm looking to have fun. And that has been my whole business structure and model, you know, And uh, basically when the pandemic happened, um, I decided to just, you know, take notes from nature and just play full out and just kind of burn the boats and um, start this business, you know, without having any background in business. You know, I went to school for arts and then I graduated college and 
um, immediately just got into farming and wanting to collaborate with the master artist, which is Earth, you know? And uh, yeah, so I I definitely made a lot of mistakes in, <laughs> in terms of the business aspect. And it, it took a little bit of time for me to figure out that I needed some structure and I needed to um, be able to generate some revenue so that I could make this accessible to everybody and people could make this happen on this planet, you know? So, yeah, so it is a business, but it's, it's, it's more creating structures so that we can all be fed and housed so that we can all play and, and create in our various ways that we're meant to on earth. Yes. So, so let's yeah. back it up a little bit for someone who doesn't know what a food forest is, or maybe just wants to, like, I'd love to hear just your perspective on how would you even explain what a food forest is and why would we want to create one? Right. Absolutely. So a food forest is a, an assembly of plants that mimics the natural ecosystem with edible medicinal food bearing plants. So when you go into the forest, you see all kinds of different layers in the ecosystem. There's overstory trees, understory trees, and climbing vines, herbs growing in the in the shady understory, and maybe there's some mushrooms and you know, it's, it's a whole ecosystem. It's, um, it's a closed loop, which means that it, it's self-sustaining, you know, it's regenerative and, and it's a symbiotic situation as well. Um, and so taking the model that Earth, such an amazing teacher has given us, um, we can selectively choose the plants that we want to create an ecosystem out of for our various purposes, you know, um, the foods that we like to eat and uh, the different medicines that we need for our different constitutions and things like that. So that is my definition of a food forest. And uh, it's important for many reasons. Um, one is that on a basic biological level, we need food. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even better if it's, if it's nutrient dense and delicious food. And you know, we need connection with the earth. We need oxygen. We need various materials for construction, you know, and and we need these things to be closer to us so we don't have to import so much or travel far away just to have our basic needs met. So, yeah. Yeah. And something that strikes me is how available all these things can be so close to us. Mm -hmm. and how a lot of that direct relationship like say a person walking out into their yard and picking fruit off a tree how right. now there's like this middleman in between it's like no you don't walk to the tree you walk to a store where mm -hmm. you know there's a tree somewhere far away that someone underpaid has been picking that fruit and you are going to go to the store and purchase it with you know, money that you made at a job where you weren't outside planting any fruit trees. And it's this strange disruption of what actually can be very direct and empowering access to and ability to meet our basic needs. And isn't that wild? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, 
Yeah, you're you're right on that. <laughs> you know, what made the most sense to me and what I also conveyed to clients and friends is that whenever I was young, I had an orange tree in my front yard and that tree offered so much solace for me and nourishment and I knew as long as that tree was there, I was going to have some delicious you know, nectar <laughs> to drink from that would give me energy to play and enjoy. And, and the ability to have that safety net to know where food comes from and to have it right outside and just so fresh and delicious, you know, made such an impact on me. Um, probably more than any of my teachers in school, you know, it was just me and that orange tree. <laughs> And I deserve, I feel like people deserve to have access anywhere and everywhere that they are to that freshness and that safety net. And uh, it has been, it's it's a little unnatural <laughs> how we just go from kind of like one hermetically sealed box to another and uh, and then just, you know, go to grocery stores and there's these resources there with, with no context about how they were brought into fruition and how they were grown, what the disposition of the person who was growing them was and how far they traveled and their, what they were fed, you know, nutrient wise. And um, it's, it's important to know these things because these things are our lives. They're our very substance, you know, we're, we're made of the food that we consume constantly our cells are regenerating using the matter that we feed them. So, yes, yeah, so it's, it's empowering truly to be able to walk outside and pick a fruit and it's delicious and mm-hmm. it's free, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting in a lot of the dominant paradigm that we have now, the idea of going out into your yard and planting a foodscape so that you can, or a food forest, so that you can not really have to go to the grocery store so much. That's considered rather radical, rather outside the box or whatever. But if we look at the entire way that the earth has evolved and that like species have been able to live on the earth, what's actually radical is the way that we're doing it now box to box burning (laughs) fuels from deep within the earth and so I just find it very refreshing I mean that was why I started on this path of learning how to do this and I find it very refreshing to connect with other people who are also on this path and also especially other women who are on this path um, because Mm -hmm. like a lot of different industries it can be really male dominated we actually met uh, on Maui Mm-hmm. You showed up at my at my house, actually, which was so <laughs> destined. It was so destined. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately knew I was like, okay, we are going to get together and we are going to help educate people about food forests together some type of way because we're both doing it. And I hope to have our breed become less rare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I remember when I first got into uh, farming, and the looks on people's faces whenever I would tell them that I was a farmer, you know, because we have this caricature of farmers, you know, doing this very hard, monotonous labor on their tractors and their monoculture fields. And, um, you know, it was 
And it was always fun to be able to explain to people there's different ways to do it, you know? And um, one of the reasons why I, I really want to support women, especially in this movement, is because um, the earth has these cycles and, and rhythms that we're very accustomed to just because our own personal cycles. Um, there's time to take divinely inspired action, and then there's time to rest and receive, you know? So planting perennials is a big part of that, just that yin feminine aspect, that receptive force. And I, I would like to see women come through as well with their beautiful designs, you know, as I began studying permaculture, it was like, I had all these friends who were super into interior decorating and we would talk about the colors and the textures and the forms. And, you know, I was just thinking most days, every day, like you could take this outside and create these beautiful oasis for yes. like, you know, everybody to come and enjoy. I would like to see women and men and, you know, non-binary people come, like literally anybody, you all have specific gifts to offer the whole and, and what a movement, you know, to unify and to help one another to, to be creating a beautiful world together, you know, so. It is. And yeah. I love you know, we talked about this before we touched on how this is a conversation about higher possibility, like higher possibility for, for our expression as, as beings on the planet. And when I think of, okay, okay, let's just give the vision a moment, right? Like what is, what is the vision? Like I, in my mind, I see, you know, you're walking down, uh, a a city street or a neighborhood street and there's food and every you know there's beautiful mm -hmm. apple trees and orange trees with fruit all over them there's flowers everywhere and you could eat you could reach out your hand and eat berries from along the sidewalk or graze on perennial greens <laughs> if you don't have something growing in your yard your neighbor has it there's so much beauty. There's so much beauty and abundance. It's like right there. It's like, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can feel it and I can see it. And that's, that's a big part of what we need right now is to be talking about this, feeling it, seeing it, getting the goosebumps all over our bodies, you know, just really, really in this vision of Yes, it's all there for us. It is ripe. It is here. We have the knowledge. We have the wisdom. We have the technology. We have an extremely diverse abundance of seeds that, you know, Mother Earth so generously gives us to plant. And that's all she asks of us. You know, she'll do the rest. Yeah, um, just participate. <laughs> participate in a sane way. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yes, not yes. even that big of an ask, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be really, really easy, you know. Um, but that's also, you know, where the where the more, you know, feminine yin aspect can come into play, right? Because we're so used to doing, 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 doing. You know, I, I, I don't know. Like the days, our days off are usually Saturday and Sunday, right? Um, and this 
paradigm, but truly it's like, do we need to work every day? (laughs) Probably not. We need to be very focused on the work that we do and the time that we need to. And we also need to honor our ability to play and to create and to enjoy life. You know, life is so short. It really is. We never know what's going to happen. And it's important for us to be able to set up structures so that people can really enjoy life more and create more. Mm. Yeah. So the beautiful vision of, you know, trees dripping gemstone fruits and hardy nuts and medicinal healing herbs and beautiful flowers and everything there for you. Always having those foundational needs provided It's important as a base structure for us upon which we can create more and out of love more and joy, you know? Yeah. Well, gosh, I have so many questions that I wanted to ask that I want to ask you. And I think, I think let's, let's go back into just the practical for a moment, because this might sound a bit maybe out there or like, okay, you guys are just whatever you both live in Hawaii. You can just grow plants, but let's, I know that you said you had a journey about learning to have structure and, Mm -hmm. um, kind of like a firm foundation for your business, which you now have creating these food forests. You have a team, you collaborate Mm -hmm. with nurseries. And I think maybe to just tell us a little bit more about, first of all, how you educated yourself to feel confident in, installing creating these designs and installing these food forests and maintaining them and you know there's a whole other these other things that come with it too like um, teaching your clients how to eat these foods and uh, Mm. and working with your whole team maybe just tell us a little bit more about the practical aspects of of getting into this and now doing this full-time right absolutely absolutely because I'm a I'm a daydreamer. <laughs> I love Me my too. Vision. All day. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, a big, a big teacher of mine in terms of practicality was um, purchasing raw land and figuring out exactly what I needed to survive on earth and educating myself through different resources. And there are so many resources out there. Um, I did a lot of trial and error, (laughs) but, uh, you know, forums were one of my best friends, other people's knowledge and wisdom, super important. Um, And, you know, I didn't actually take my permaculture design certification until I had already had two clients and I was actively installing food forests on their property. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should have like a, you know, some kind of a piece of paper to, to show that I've, you know, studied this for however long and a little bit of credentials because that is important you know Mm -hmm. and um I was super grateful to take my PDC under Jeff Lawton who is one of my heroes um he's just full of wisdom and knowledge and uh and his big thing was to also recognize the patterns within within nature right and so um and formulating the template the structure of my business 
I would ask myself from a client's practical perspective, what I would want from a service and how to, you know, what I would want conveyed to me, the questions that I had. Um, and I began to just write that down. And those are practical things like, you know, it starts off with a 20 minute phone call just to feel each other out. You know, if we, if we jive, that's perfect. All right, let's meet in person. Let's meet on your property. You know, let's, let's talk about your vision. You know, let's talk about those practical things like your budget and your, you know, your timelines um, and then what you want to grow, you know, like reaching into higher possibility of how, how much do you want this land to provide for you and in what ways um, and how fast and uh, questionnaires, surveys have been extremely important to also just clarify those goals and visions in the short term and the long term. I believe those goals are lighthouses, which help us to really stay on track when um, maybe we can, we can allow the doubt to creep in. And budgets are real within this monetary system, right? So it's important to look at all the different factors uh, when building a food forest, how much amendments are gonna cost and how much the plants are gonna cost and how we can work it out in phases to you know, build this food forest, starting with the longer lived perennials that should go in the ground as soon as we possibly can put them in there and you know, ending with the you know, kind of like shrub layer, herbaceous layer, um, those plants that will, you know, the annual vegetable gardens and things like that, those plants that will give you a pretty quick yield in the short term. And yeah, the, the template, the structure is something that I really feel in my heart. Um, I want to make it accessible to anyone who feels this desire within themselves, but maybe they don't have the clarity or the uh, business understanding to kind of get that out there. And so I do have a mentorship program, but honestly, if you reach out to me, I'm very, very uh, open to just talking to you and you know what I mean? And, and giving you the tools that really helped me to clarify these things within myself as well as um, clients. It's super important, not to just make my service accessible, but to make the knowledge that created my service accessible so that we can focus on fun things like, uh, you know, envisioning the beautiful futures that we have <laughs> ahead of us. I create this podcast in the spirit of the gift, modeled after the resource sharing and abundance we see throughout nature. I believe that monetary reasons should never stand in the way between anyone and the empowerment to make a positive change and to be inspired. If you want to support the broadcasting of the messages from these different leaders all across the movement, you can do so for as little as $5 a month via our Patreon, which is linked below. I love that. All right. So you have, yeah, kind of a a get to know people process, sort of a checking mm -hmm. for alignment process, then you will go and meet with people in person and have kind of a discovery, walk around about like what their vision is. 
And then I know you have like some different packages that you offer, which I think is so smart how you've structured that. And of Mm. course, we'll link your website here so people can go check it out and see how you have that because I think it's really smart how you have like those different, different options for people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm working with a, a range of clients. It's like some people have no idea what they, how, how to work with the earth at all, you know, and they have completely different professions, you know, they're musicians or they're pathologists or they're, you know, psychiatrists and then they don't really necessarily have the time or the energy to plant, you know, hundreds of plants on their property. And uh, then you have some people who are just super into it and they just need like a little bit of help in the design process, or maybe they need a little help with implementation, you know, and I think it's important to offer different options because every single client is going to be unique in different ways. Every site is unique and you're going to have different advantages and disadvantages in every site and project that you work on. And yeah, it's, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you giving good feedback about those bundles. Yeah. Yeah. It's really smart how you've got it, how you've got it structured. Cause I think a trap that a lot of us can get into is working, you know, hourly and that Mm -hmm. can be something that's kind of difficult to overcome. So it's really cool to see you approach it from this, from this different structure, like from the beginning. I think that's really smart. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways, there's infinite ways that you can really structure anything in in this life, you know? Um, And truly as co-creators, like this is something that I want everyone to get. If they don't get anything else from this podcast, it's like uh, you can create anything you want on earth. You know, the, all the possibilities are right there for you. And uh, that's why I love working with the earth is because I'm constantly reminded that we are filthy rich in the possibilities of life and anything that we can think about can come into fruition, you know? So yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I got chills. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to talk about was in, in cities, in, in a lot of the landscape, whether it's urban or not so urban, there's a lot of opportunity to implement food forests publicly on a large scale. And the reality is that we actually have a lot of pieces in place to make that happen. There's just certain barriers around like knowledge and how to work with these, with these systems that are kind of preventing, not preventing entirely, but just slowing this progress. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what does it take to implement food forests on these larger scales in public areas? Right. Well, I, I love the point that you just made um, is that the, you know, really there's, there's people that are already drafting designs, for example, for public parks and, and things like that, these community spaces. Um, there are people who already have these tools and abilities. And I think a big part of it is coming together and saying, discussing why this is important, you know, why having um, a fruit tree in a public space is more important than an ornamental tree. 
And it's because it can provide for us, you know, it can feed us, right? And um, I think whenever people begin to come together with oh, their why, we can receive the support that we need to make this more applicable on large scales. And that's the biggest thing, I think, um, just having these conversations of higher possibility and allowing the support to come through <laughs> too. Mm -hmm. But it, it does take, you know, it takes education. It takes, why do we want to do this? How do we do this? What are some good replacements that offer the same beauty as this ornamental tree, but also offer um, food and medicine? I guess, you know, I see a few different arms of it, like, mm -hmm. because my brain wants to go to, okay, practically, we have all the machinery we would need to dig swales or whatever. We have all the species available. We have like the physical components all in place to be able to have every city sidewalk be lined with edibles, for instance. And this yeah. kind of missing element that I see on every single scale from people even trying to just engage with their own yards mm -hmm. um, is being aligned with your why. And if people are that, that consciousness of the why and the motivation to go behind it. And that right. seems to be kind of humanity's actually biggest weak spot <laughs> in this whole work that I can see. Right. Yeah. I totally see that as well. And um, it's interesting because, you know, food, it's like we, we have it, we all eat it every day, multiple times a day. And um, it is a foundational need. And so for me, I get a little confused sometimes whenever our public parks aren't, you know, just dripping with fresh fruit because it just makes so much sense that we would have that for people, you know. Um, and whenever it comes to shifting at a large scale, a paradigm, I think it's important that we all check in with ourselves about our unique gifts and how they are applicable in numerous fields and in numerous situations. And something that I really love to explain to people is that I was having a really hard time understanding swales and earthworks and contour maps. And I have a friend who was in the Navy for a really long time doing engineer work and the Navy and the Army and war and things like that have never really been on my radar, but he knew exactly what swales were. He was working with water filtration and he could help me immediately figure out uh, this contour map of a property that I was actively working on, which blew my mind <laughs> because I was like, wow, I, I didn't even know that anyone outside of permaculture knew what swales were because I've only ever heard of soils in permaculture, you know, but here's this example of someone who has this skill, has this knowledge, understanding that could be utilized for something 
that is pretty destructive, which is war, or very healing to the planet, which is regenerative agriculture. And if we can all look at our skill sets and, you know, try to envision how to make them applicable and something that will feed the people of earth, you know, our, our brothers and sisters, our children, our communities. I think that's where the shift really happens. Like, how can I serve others? Because that's also serving yourself. You know, we find great purpose in, in serving others, especially when creating food and surplus that we can share. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to some more practical things in just a second. But I just, I just see it as like, we are, it's almost like, it's like a, I see it as almost this like razor thin margin and we can fall on either side and we have the power to fully fall on either side, whether it's, you know, destruction, division, et cetera, or it's working sanely with the earth, food forests, et cetera. And it's like, gosh, maybe, (laughs) I mean, the, the, um, part of my brain goes, well, maybe it's the karma of humanity to know all these solutions and have what we need, but still go extinct. I don't know. Or maybe (laughs) it's our karma to pull ourselves back from the increasingly close brink that we're approaching. And and I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. Some people seem to be unaware that this is happening. I do feel like we are on the precipice. (laughs) We could go either way. Yes, definitely. And that's why I feel like education should should certainly be at the forefront of this movement. Um, because a lot of people don't know the realities of where their food comes from or, mm-hmm. or what's really, you know, happening on the earth and, and how good life can be. I can't judge and reprimand anyone because I can only speak from my own personal experience and perspective. And for me, I found out what doesn't work for me. And that is working a nine to five job inside of a building and eating processed food that isn't fresh and and nutrient dense. And, uh, and I can, I can tell people what has worked for me and has really greatly improved my quality of life. And that is connecting with the earth, connecting with people and eating fresh food. And, um, yeah, uh, we definitely have a choice. I mean, in this life where there's a polarity and there's a duality within all things, you know, there's darkness and light and even within us, there's masculine and feminine, all of, all of it is within us, but it's like, what do we want to feed and why? Mm-hmm. And really tune in and asking that and, and all aspects of our lives, tuning in and, you know, why do I want this? Like, why do I want a bunch of money? You know? And the reality is it's like, we, we, we don't want a bunch of money. We want to feel safe. We want to have food, you know, we want to have shelter and we want to have connection with people. We want to have joy. And so money can give you those things. And we can also redefine our, our definition of abundance and, be able to flow in a different direction, you know, a 
and it's truly about what matters. And it's a, it's a personal choice. The choice is ours. It's very individual. Yes. Right? But, but the more you're just glowing with happiness and joy for what you're doing, the more people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> and like, you know, how can I be a part of it? I mean, I see it very often, you know, people ask me, um, if they could work with me, if they could just, you know, plant some trees, they don't even need to get paid. They just see how yeah. happy, you know, I am and, and my workers are and, and the clients are, and it's super beautiful because it's like, yes, absolutely. Like, come <laughs> let's do this. Let's plant some trees. <laughs> yeah. Seeing and experiencing what is possible. It's like, it's not possible to go back. Is it, you know, like at this point, both of us, like we've seen too much. We've been deep (laughs) in these like natural systems, like sweating, like eating delicious fruit. And, and it's like, (laughs) once you, once you do that, it's kind of like the ultimate for me, it was sort of like the ultimate process of, of manifestation or magic, even like this, I can, with my thoughts, you know, co-create with these forces that that exist, that exist and show me that they want to exist every time a weed pops up or something. And Mm -hmm. I can shape that and direct that and literally eat the fruits of my dreams. Absolutely. How magical I know. It's like, it's a miracle. You know, I think in this line of work, I feel that you probably feel the same way is that we just witness miracles every day. And just the process of transmutation transformation and like the ability to to turn weeds into delicious food you know and we experience the transformation of ourselves too as we do that and and, uh yeah it's, it's super special I feel very honored every day and humbled because you know it's it's a magical thing working with the earth so okay so I have a question for you thinking of yeah everyone listening people have seen what is possible when you engage with the the power of the earth um and some people haven't and what do you wish that everyone knew what is some core truth or something that comes up for you that you wish that everyone knew that we just like every single plant in an ecosystem come here with our own unique gifts to assist the whole. I'm not asking that everyone become a farmer, but I am asking that everybody as much as they can be the person that they came here to be and walk with purpose and be able to walk with an understanding that a great unification is called for right now. (laughs) And, uh, and we're all a part of it. You know, we're all threads in this beautiful tapestry. And the more that we can develop a resonance and a coherence together and harmonize, the more beautiful life will be for all of us. And, um, And I do believe a big part of that 
is going outside and, and breathing the air, all the, the same air that everyone on earth breathes together, you know, and laugh together and <laughs> eat food together and, and sit around the fire and speak about the beauty of life together. Yes. Oh, I love that. You know, an element of all of this that really resonated for me when you were speaking was the the community aspect of this work. Like this is a team sport. This is a this is something for families to come together and do. This is something for community members to come together and do. And it's an amazing way to bond. Like some of my best friends I made were just working side by side in these gardens, right? Like a work trade that I did. And um, it's very, it's meant to be communal. And something we have so much of is we have so many people and we have so many people feeling disconnected from their purpose or each other even. I mean, especially coming out of, the I mean basically shit show of the past two years Mm -hmm. I hope I hope that we can return to community gardens and community food forests and seek out these opportunities to to do this work with each other it's so yeah it's it's such a huge part of it and that's one of the reasons why I love it is I get to work with people that I really like and we get to chat about all kinds of things and bounce ideas off each other and it's a very much a creative process right yeah it's you know just as much as um we are the earth we are divine reflections of one another you know we're like one organism I mean we're so connected it's, it really is a web you know and we're much more powerful together when we are speaking of wonderful beautiful things or or whether we are you know maybe perpetuating angst into the world and so it's it's really important that we remember how powerful we are as co-creators together Mm. and I agree with you it's I mean it's great I love (laughs) every day I wake up and I'm like all right I'm stoked who am I gonna get to talk to today Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, who am I going to get to be around and just being able to like, even prune trees or plant with my workers. It's like, we begin to develop almost like this telepathic understanding. Oh, we need more amendments or, oh, okay. Now it's time to put the tree in or, you know, without talking or just knowing and feeling you just, there's this resonance. Yes. It's so real. It's so real. I was just I could like feel it, you know, you just, when you work with certain people, Mm -hmm. you just, you know, how to, how to work together in, in the landscape. Another thing that I think this really addresses is this is cooperative work. This is collaborative work. This is kind of the opposite of the competitive capitalistic paradigm. And also I think as women, we are often taught also to be competitive with each other or I don't know just kind of cut each other down or out of some I don't even know where it comes from but I remember watching even tv shows as a little girl and seeing and kind of like learning these sort of ways of being competitive with 
with other women. And it's just, this is just a, this is a paradigm that feels a lot better. And also if we all do our jobs well enough, there won't be work for anyone, which is great because we'll all just have a bunch of food and we won't need to work. We'll have food and water. We won't need any of this, anything from this yucky paradigm that we're all mired in right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like we're kind of like a little wobbly pony that's standing, trying to stand on its legs right now. You know, we're trying to um, figure out a new way to be working together and living together on earth. And I believe that that pony is going to stand up and start running, you know, stand, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the, the idea behind like, I would say, you know, the paradigm of capitalism and competition is I'm just gonna climb this ladder and I'm gonna climb it. It doesn't matter if you're falling, maybe I'll push you down, you know, because it's okay as long as I'm taken care of. And like the reality is, you know, all of us and people, our ancestors knew this like within their communities and within, within their tribes that if one person is suffering, the whole is suffering. And so it's very important for us to look at people um, that might be homeless on the street, possibly they're on drugs or something like that with eyes of compassion and love and understanding that they are also a part of the whole and that maybe they won't be like, wouldn't be like, you know, in such a state of suffering if they had their you know, foundational needs meant they had support. And so I do feel like we are moving into an understanding, especially after this pandemic or during this pandemic where we were so divided and I, a lot of people were developing anxiety and depression because they wanted to see people, they wanted to get back and, and be in the presence of another human, you know, um, I think we really realized how important our connections are, that they're everything, (laughs) you know, and that we don't need competition. The earth provides for her children hundred percent, everything that we might need. So, yes, as long as we, you know, it's like, (laughs) as long as we learn to work with the operating system that we're given, which is not complex. It's not complex. It's, it's, it's actually fairly, fairly simple systems knowledge catapults mm-hmm. you into a state of such intense abundance on the planet. It's like, right. I can't really imagine anything more meaningful to align with or teach people to do, especially because it's like mind blowing that everyone doesn't know already. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, a lot of um, a lot of our world has been geared towards consumerism and uh, material goods making us happy. And, um, you know, now I feel like there's a shift in, oh, wow, we can be producers at a regenerative level. And, and that's empowering, you know, we don't need to just consume, consume, consume to, to make ourselves happy. It can be very, very simple. And that's what's beautiful about regenerative agriculture and especially businesses within that sector 
is that they're built upon a foundation of truth and integrity and love. And when you have that foundation, it's, it doesn't crumble, you know, it might get knocked off course a little bit, like, but you look at the earth and how resilient the earth is because it's based on <laughs> this is this is the ever-present innate intelligence that's a driving force, you know? And it's like we can choose to work with that innate, creative, beautiful intelligence, or we can try to work against it for a while. But I think that's why we're seeing the crumbling of um our whole paradigm right now uh, is because it's not necessarily based on truth and, and love and integrity and unity. It's, you know, oftentimes it is based on division and judgment and competition and this feeling of I'm better or I'm lesser when the reality is we are just incomparable, but we can go so far <laughs> together, you know, with our unique, abilities and strength. So I love that. Yes. I think, I mean, yeah, to base the evolution of like the positive forward evolution of society, our food, our communities on like the actual truth of the earth, the truth of the way that the earth operates and the way that ecosystems operate mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it's collaborative. It's, it's, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Syntropic. Mm-hmm. Syntropic. <laughs> yeah. And that, that excites me. And I'm glad it excites you too, because there's <laughs> at least a couple people here with us who, who also feel this way. Yeah. Hey, so I would love to ask you um, a little bit more about what are some resources that you would point people listening to? I'm especially thinking of yeah, people who are wanting to get into this world, into this um, this new way of doing things, resources you could point people to for training, for education, and to take these next steps. Well, um, I highly recommend your podcast because <laughs> I was listening to some episodes and I was like, this is beautiful because I am learning so much and mm. truly, you know, working with the earth is it's a lifelong journey of learning. You know, I don't think I'm ever going to stop learning. Um, so thank you so much for all that you do. You're truly amazing. Mm. And as far as um, training goes, I highly recommend Jeff Lawton. Um I took the PDC, but I also purchased uh, the lifetime access of that PDC. So I'm able to refer back, you know, to any component of the permaculture design. And uh, every time I go back, it's like so much more information is able to be soaked in. So, but there's plenty of, at least on these islands, you know, people are doing all kinds of different PDCs and workshops and things. And I just highly recommend if you're drawn to learning from, or if you happen to see a flyer for like a permaculture workshop or, you know, food forestry workshop, uh, go and, and, you know, get inspired, you know, invigorate yourself with the the feeling of, oh, okay, this could be a reality and it could be, it's, it's super accessible reality, you know? So 
a book that I really loved is Gaia's Garden. And I can't quite remember the author of the book right now. It's uh, it's Toby Hemingway. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. That was extremely inspiring. And I refer back to it uh, pretty often as well, especially with smaller, smaller plots of land. There's plenty of different movies and books that I might, I'm missing out right now. <laughs> I should have written this down, but um, they're out there. And I do highly recommend Jeff Lawton. He's yeah. really one of my heroes as well as like Fukuoka, natural farming, Bill Mollison's permaculture design. Yeah. Well, you know, like it's, yeah, the information is, is so there. So yeah, it's all looking. out there. It's of out course, there. Yes. We'll make a list of all these resources for everyone in the show notes. And you also have a website. I do. Yeah. Seedofthesoul.org. And uh, feel free to contact me anytime. I love emails, um, love Instagram messages. <laughs> uh, yeah, my email is ash at seedofthesoul.org and my Instagram is seed of the soul. Yes. Yeah. Seed of the soul meaning what? Just curious. Yeah, so I believe that we we're all born with specific seeds planted within our souls. And I like to say that they're watered by spirit and they're hand pollinated by God. It doesn't matter which God you believe in. I believe it's all, you know, connected. And uh, it's important that we nurture the seeds within us. And, and by seeds, it's just like, you know, what do I feel naturally drawn to? What do I, I love to do? Um, you know, what really sets me <laughs> alight with passion and joy and creativity and like, you know, water that because that's a huge key along your, your path, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time today. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to say any parting words to anyone out there who may be listening, wanting to get into this world or any, anything you want to leave us with. Yes. If you feel the call, please jump in. <laughs> I, I know that we, like you said earlier, you know, we're kind of on the precipice. There's a big wave and there's so much support within this movement. And I feel the support is from seen and unseen forces. And I think we happen to be seen forces within this movement. And yeah, for me, it's just like, you have a question, reach out if you want, you know, a little navigation, a little support, like I'm here, let's make this happen. You know, I feel like that's a big part of my role in this movement. It's like you have an idea, you have a vision. Okay. Let's figure out how we can help you to make it more tangible. So that is a, that's my, that's my parting words. And thank <sighs> you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> oh, you too. Thank goodness. People like you exist in the world for real. <laughs> hey, ditto, ditto. You're amazing. I am so honored to just know you. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And definitely connect with us more on Instagram and wherever. 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Regenerative Revolution podcast. We have all the tools we need to become educated and activated into positively co-creating with the life force of the earth. This podcast is here to help the transition along and help us all get inspired, connect, and act. Please remember to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and even leave us a nice review. It really helps the show rise in the rankings and helps this message get out to more and more people. Who do you want to hear interviewed next? It's important to me that this is a co-created exploration, and I would love everyone's suggestions for the next episode. You can send those suggestions to me via the Instagram for the show at Regenerative Revolution Podcast, or you can send them to my email, JenningsIngram at gmail.com. Thank you so much for co-creating this adventure with me, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for being an essential part of the Regenerative Revolution. See you in the next episode.